Hey kids, you are about to listen to a comedy podcast. That means that none of this is medical advice. If you need medical advice and medical care, please contact your doctor. Welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast featuring Dr. London Smith. Stay tuned for a very important and heartfelt, thought-provoking conversation between Dr. London, his producer Cameron, and their special guest. Now let's get it lit up in this motherfucker. Introducing your host, Dr. London Smith. Hello, and welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast, where we discuss fitness and health, and how to incorporate our modern understanding of science and medicine into our daily lives, but without it being so boring. I'm your host, DrLondonSmith.com. I would like to begin by apologizing to our listeners. We have received some feedback about the excessive amount of technical medical terms that I've been using, such as hysteroscopic myomectomy, and ravioli, so I will try to temper my terminology to a simpler one in the future. Here to help with that is our producer, Cameron. Oh, hey, Dr. Ludden. Oh, my God. Hey, are you, are you doing all right? You sound kind of hey, tired. Sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of exhausted. I've actually um, sort of been um, taking care of my, my girlfriend lately. She's kind of come down with some stuff and just trying to help out, you know? Yeah, you... You were talking about your girlfriend a little bit, but sort of vaguely. What um how long how long have you been dating? Mm, well, we've been dating on and off since well, not 9/11. It was 9/14. It was like on the 14th. But that's how you remember it. In 2001. Yeah, that's kind of how I remember yeah. it. Yeah. And so And so just sort of on and off since then. Okay. And so so I guess it's on right now. It's on right now, but I mean, it just—I mean, Doctor London, I'm exhausted. This things are really tough. She, um, you know, I don't want to—I I don't know if it's a HIPAA violation or what. I—I I, I don't want to like spill her secrets or whatever. But this is a medical podcast, and she's dealing with a medical issue. Um, she has come down with—I um, don't know how to say this. She, um, my girlfriend is adorable. Um, okay and it's not you know it's one of those things people kind of forget about like i think it was maybe um people were more afflicted by it a lot more from like 2004 to 2012 yeah Um, but it still exists to this day and i i mean (laughs) dr london just to tell a story i mean just the other day you know she she's so obsessed with this phone that looks like a taco it's her taco phone Mm-hmm. And she wanted to take it into the bath with her because she only takes bubble baths instead of showers. Right. And then it zapped her Warby Parkers right off of her face and onto like a wicker basket that she was using as a TV tray. Okay, that 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 does sound and yeah, she adorable. Was trying to get out of the bathtub and she went whoa, but she caught herself because of how yeah because of how adorable she is. Yeah. And the shins started playing in the background and it's just. It's a lot of work, Dr. London. Yeah, that sounds... I I guess that sounds difficult. So the way you're talking about it, like, in certain, you know, ranges of All time... All her pets have human first names. They're just, like, Fred and Adam and things like that. Yeah. So, like, the way you're talking about it, it sounds like... She replaced her mattress, Dr. London, with just old vinyl records. There's no sheets. There's no blankets. It's so damn cold. Yeah, that... Okay, well, that part to me doesn't sound... Adorkable. It just sounds impractical. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry you're struggling right now, Cameron. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I just, you know, I was hoping you'd give me maybe a little bit of help here. What can I, what I can do? You're a yeah, doctor. But. Okay. I guess, 
off the top of my head, maybe if she's very adorkable and you want to mm-hmm. make her less adorkable, you could get her like a cool leather jacket. That'd be. Oh, she would hate that. Yeah. Well, I'm saying she, if you want to. She would despise that. Yeah. Well, I, do you want my relationship to be off again? I don't. It's been off for almost 20 years. I guess. Okay. The timeline. So you started dating on 9-14, a few days yeah. after 9-11. Mm-hmm. And then you stopped for... Yeah, by like 9, like on 9-17, we were done. Okay. And then, but now we're back on again. Okay. I get- so it's, it's been this like back and forth, on and off, like kind of thing for a long time now. Yeah, I guess in the time that you've known her, it sounds like it's been more far more off than it has been on but yeah you mean what i what i thought i knew about her i didn't realize i was getting into a relationship with someone who is is adorable yeah i'm sorry is adorable. <clears throat> i'm sorry to hear and that was just one piece of advice maybe maybe i'll think of something else you know over the course of you think she only has a taco phone you think she doesn't have a hamburger phone and maybe a phone that looks like a philly cheesesteak hell yeah she does dr london yeah that's that's tough she hit me over the head with her ukulele just the other day. Okay, so that so that was our producer Cameron. Also with us is Did you do in the house? My girlfriend is adorable. Adorkable. I mean, just the other day, you know, she she's so obsessed with this phone that looks like a taco. It's her taco phone. Adorkable. And she wanted to take it into the bath with her because she takes bubble baths instead of showers. Adorkable. And then it zapped her Warby Parkers right off of her face and onto like a wicker basket that she was using as a TV tray. Adorkable. She hit me over the head with her ukulele just the other day. Just the other day. Later, uh, Cameron tells that we also have a special guest. Is that right, Cameron? That's right, Dr. London. But before we move on, I would like to address a bit of listener feedback. So I found this note written in graffiti in a seedy part of town that I was visiting for um, for research. Uh, the note reads, quote, My pappy taught me to fish, but I can't anymore because of arthritis, so now I go to Long John Silver's The Next Best Thing, end quote. So first of all, thank you so much to this listener for reaching out to us here on the Jock Talk podcast. Um, to, to answer your question, uh, I am glad that you found a way to compensate for, you know, for your joint inflammation. That's well, well, wait, wait, Dr. Lennon, if you said you saw this in graffiti, like on a wall. Yeah. But that's how Dr. Lennon, that's probably not a question. It's probably the name of a gang. Oh, you think my pat me taught me to fish, but I can't anymore because arthritis. So now I go to Long John Silver's the next best thing. Is the name of a gang? 
if you saw it in graffiti, then yes, that's their tag, Dr. London. And now we're just like saying it the all air. the time on the podcast. I feel like we're maybe attracting bad customers. I don't want to get in trouble yeah. here. Or the authorities could be after us if we are labeled as being part of this gang. So <clears throat> I don't know what, how to, okay, so you know, let, I guess let's disavow unless, no, we don't want to be involved. Unless they want to trade. Well, Is that what you're about to say? Trade names. Is that what you're saying? No, just like maybe set up a trading sort of relationship so we can sort of trade goods and services with oh, see. different members of our community. Uh, uh, gang members in our community. Mm-hmm. No, I, um, no, I feel like we should probably, if this is a gang, which I didn't realize, I'm not as street smart as you are. So if this is a gang yeah. that we're dealing with, then I think from my knowledge of gangs, we want to, to stay away because they, they could be doing something illegal. Do you, do you see how that's a concern? I I guess I see it as sort of like an ethical concern, but it's not a monetary concern. And this is a business. So I, I guess I don't really understand where the line is. But, you know, you, this is your podcast. You make your decisions. But if anyone out there is involved in anything and they need a contact and they want to hit me up, just go ahead and do so. Okay. Well, to that listener, thank you for listening. I'm on Gab. Yeah, yeah, you guys can can gab uh now for today's medical topic acute mesenteric ischemia acute mesenteric ischemia is sort of like a heart attack for your intestinal tract in that it results from a compromised blood supply usually to the superior mesenteric blood vessels Uh, plus it has the same initials as an acute myocardial ischemia which is you know the medical term for a heart attack so uh in it's like once again the heart attack for your gut So acute mesenteric ischemia can be categorized into four types, three of which are due to arterial disease and one due to venous disease. Arterial... So instead of a heart... Instead of a heart attack, it's more like a butt attack, right? It's... It... It's more... Symptoms can be closer to the butt. Yes, that's... That's more true than... But usually you'll feel it in the, you know, the abdomen area. So you'd say it's a gut attack. So it's a gut and butt attack. Maybe like a two-fold gut and butt. It's more, I would, I would say, you know what? I can't definitively say it's, it's a gut not. and butt double blaster. So I think maybe instead of calling it a heart attack for the intestines for the rest of this lesson, if you could just call it a gut and butt double blaster, that would, I think that would clear things up for our audience. Okay, so um, one type of a, a gut and butt double blaster um, mm-hmm. is arterial embolism, uh, which... Uh, in this case, the emboli, or blood clot, comes from the heart because of something like atrial fibrillation or heart attack, and then that travels down and clogs an artery to the colon. Another type is arterial thrombosis, which is when a patient's blood vessels are so clogged up from atherosclerosis that a short-term decrease in blood supply from some heart issue is enough to prevent the blood from reaching the colon. Patients may also have... Ooh! Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it is bad when it happens. Ooh, that's gotta it, hurt. And yes, it can be it can be painful. Um, let's see. P- patients may also have non-occlusive mesenteric ischemia. Uh, that's seen in ill elderly patients, in which blood vessel constriction in response to low cardiac output just limits the amount of blood reaching the colon. So, not enough blood going around. The blood vessels constrict, and uh, 
the, the colon gets, gets hit by low blood supply. And lastly, there is venous thrombosis, which has many predisposing factors such as infection, hypercoagulable states, oral contraceptives, portal hypertension, malignancy, and pancreatitis. Clinically, patients can present acutely with severe abdominal pain disproportionate to physical findings. Uh, so as you said, Cameron, it can be very painful. Mm -hmm. um, pain is due to ischemia and possibly infarction of intestines. Once again, very similar to a heart attack. Or, you know, in Cameron's words, it'd be a, a gut and butt double blaster. Mm -hmm. uh, the abdominal exam may appear normal even when there is severe ischemia. So uh, that can actually lead to a delay in diagnosis, depending on the type of acute mesenteric ischemia. I'm sorry, <clears throat> a gut and blood double blaster. The acuteness mm -hmm. and severity of pain may vary. Patients may also have uh, anorexia, vomiting, mild gastrointestinal bleeding, which is an example of the, the, the butt blasting that you're talking the about. The pain. Oh, oh the butt yes. blasting, yeah. Uh, and even sepsis and shock and advanced disease. And I do not to interrupt in here, but earlier when you said venous thrombosis, I did want to say something about maybe like men are from Mars thrombosis and women are from Venus thrombosis, but I didn't think it was funny. And so that's why I didn't say it. But I feel like it should be said just in case someone at home like has the same thought and they, they think that they would want to interject with that if they were on the show. Yeah. I'm just going to say right now that would be a bad decision because I almost made that decision and then I kind of held back. And it was, it was very, you know, good of you to show restraint. Mm -hmm. So um, the definitive diagnostic test is mesenteric angiography. Uh, also important is to obtain a plain film of the abdomen to exclude other causes of abdominal pain. Classically, the appearance of what's called thumb printing on barium enema may be present due to thickened edematous mucosal folds. So treatment uh, involves supportive measures with IV fluids and broad spectrum antibiotics. Additionally, direct intraarterial infusion of papaverin, a vasodilator, is injected into the superior mesenteric system during arteriography as a therapy of choice for all arterial causes of acute mesenteric ischemia, with, sorry, uh, gut and butt double blaster, uh, which relieves mm -hmm. the occlusion and vasospasm. Uh, direct intraarterial infusion of thrombolytics or embolectomy may be indicated in some patients with an acute embolic mesenteric... Sorry, sorry uh, gut and butt double blast. You're getting tired of what you're saying. No, it's, yeah, it's, just, it's just one of those things where, you know, t teaching is a lot, that's all. But uh, yeah. that's, you know, that's all we're here for. That's the entire reason this podcast exists is to teach medicine. So, yeah, but I need more, I need a little more energy. Okay. Sorry. Um, so uh, heparin anticoagulation is the treatment of choice for venous thrombosis or if, yeah. from Mars thrombosis. So surgery, which would involve resection of non-viable bowel, uh, may be needed in all types of gotten but double blaster if if signs oh. of per peritonitis develop and to, to just to clarify for anyone who's maybe a little bit more academic about it th that lesson was about another term for gut and butt double blaster would be mm -hmm. acute mesenteric ischemia just just for the clarification those are for the nerds and actually if you if you want to get into the real nitty gritty of these kind of details, you really need to sign up for our Patreon because this is what we do most of the time on our Patreon is I, I talk about all the medical knowledge that I have. Dr. Lennon sort of takes a back seat. Yeah, and it's I've 
I've learned a lot. I've there are things that you say that I've never heard, and mm-hmm. and normally I I I wouldn't pay full tuition for it, but the price of our Patreon is a lot less than tuition. So yeah. in that regard, I see it as worthwhile. Well, and that's the great thing with you specifically, Dr. London, is that your payments, you don't have to pay anything. It just gets deducted out of your Jock Doc paycheck. Yeah. It goes straight to my medical lessons. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, that man, that is great. Um, anyway, that's, uh, that's our medical lesson. Let's go ahead and move on to, uh, you said we have a guest, right? That's right, Dr. London. And look, I'm going to be completely honest here. I've said in the past that we've had some of the craziest and some of the wildest and some of the coolest guests ever. But this, this is definitely somewhere on that list. Yes. Okay. So, so you're just saying that they are a guest. That's the yes, one hundred percent. Okay. I mean, I guess that's not a that's not a bad thing. Okay. Um. Well, hello there. My name is Dr. Lennon Smith. Com, and this is our producer Cameron. Uh, what was your name? Hi. Oh hi, I I'm George Jar Jar Martin. Very a pleasure to be here. That I gotta say that was the most glowing introduction I've ever had. Wow. Yeah. So thank you so much for that. No one, no, G- George Jar Jar Martin. Like the you're the writer. Oh no 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 relation to George R R Martin. I am George Jar Jar Martin, the rewriter. I, I am working on rewriting the Game of Thrones books to make them to make them better because you know so many people didn't like the way that the TV show ended. Oh yeah, I mean that it was like Game of Thrones was all anyone talked about for a while, and then the second it was over, it's like it evaporated from the cultural consciousness. Yeah, it evaporated from a lot of people's cultural consciousnesses, and then there's some people uh, who are still clinging to it and love to talk about it. Yeah, I, I, so I never actually got into the whole, you know, Game of Thrones thing, but maybe, you know, maybe I'll appreciate your take because, you know, for me, a lot of the turnoffs were like the the characters seem kind of, I, I don't know, excessively evil in my mind. Oh, which sure, sure. Well, I found to be less relatable, so maybe. You know, well, um, and I do, I do want to say, like, I, I definitely want to hear about your books. But you called us, and you I said, did. "Is this a, is this a medical podcast? I have, yes. I have medical things." I do. And yes, I said, sorry. Yeah, sure. Yes, absolutely. I'd love to get to that before we get to anything else. That's the most important thing to me. Um, yeah, I. Well, so I've been writing so much, staying here in my cabin in New Mexico, not interacting with the world, just so I could get this. Sixth rewritten book done. Uh, my version of the sixth book, not George R.R.'s. Uh, uh, right. And I've just been, I've been living a very sedentary life, and I'm wondering, you know, do you have any advice for somebody whose butt hurts? Oh, oh from just sitting for so long and so much? I think so, yeah. Well, I think, first of all, just getting up and walking, not being sedentary is actually Ooh. a really good trick. That's that's a lot to expect of someone, Doctor London. Are you? Are you? I mean, not well, everyone is gonna like not sit down all the time. Well, the the sedentary lifestyle is actually you know that that's kind of notoriously bad for people, and it you know it, it contributes to obesity and everything. So really, a good idea is to be 
you know, getting up, walking. Uh, yeah, but surely you can learn how to live a non-sedentary lifestyle without having to get up. You know, you put the, put, yeah, like put, put you know, with like get a chair with wheels, right? So you can just kind of scoot around. That's burning some calories. You're moving your legs. Yeah. I mean, you're. I mean, you're technically burning some calories just by existing because, you know, your your body takes calories to function just to, just to stay alive. Oh, so you're but, saying exercise isn't even necessary. It's kind of just a scam. It's something your body does automatically. I, that is so I, interesting. And I this is one of the reasons I'm not just a, the producer of this podcast, but I'm a fan, Dr. London. Yeah. So, so in any case... um. So George Jar Jar, do you mind if I just call you Jar Jar? Is that easier? Uh, uh, you know what? Sure, let's do that. Yeah, go ahead and call me Jar Jar. I might I might forget to respond, thinking that you're referring to the Star Wars character, but but I expect most of the time I'll 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 know you mean me. Okay, so Jar Jar, did you um? Okay, so so you came here because you had this problem where you uh, you've been sitting on your rear for so long that it has. I guess developed pain, possibly, I don't know, ulcers. If you really don't move, uh, sounds like butt you... hurt syndrome. What? Yeah, that's what I, I was mean... googling. I was googling butt hurt syndrome, and it kept telling me that I was emotionally unstable. And I, was, I don't think that's the problem. I don't think it's an emotional issue that makes my butt hurt. Well, you know, sometimes your emotions can sort of manifest themselves physically. Sometimes the stress in your body can affect your actual physical makeup. So, I mean, are you, are you, a, are, are, is there any truth to this? Well, that's interesting because I've always found that, uh, you know, my writing is my stress relief. Uh, and most of my job is that. And I, I feel better on days when I'm doing the writing part of my job. But on the days where I have to do the reading part of my job, because obviously as a, a rewriter, I have to spend half of my time reading. And then half right. of my time writing what I've read in a new way, so and that it takes it's an equal share the amount of time it takes to read versus write. Yeah, it's a hundred percent equal. Um, I, I I write one page a minute and I read one page a minute. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, so it's no, that's completely one to one. I think. Yeah, some of the time I do have to spend a little bit of time in between the writing and the reading when I have to think about what to do. And that usually, I, I, I think at about one page a minute as well. Oh, okay, so so fully getting it done is is more like one page every two minutes. A minute to think about it and a minute to rewrite it. Yes, so yeah, the, I do have a three-minute process where I read a page, think about it, and then rewrite it. Oh, you're doing it one page at a time. That well, often You're not doing I do it by find like my... even logical sectioning or anything like that. Well, so that's that's the advantage of my rewriting process. I I actually I based on what I've rewritten into the books the last time I I visited. So, so let's say okay, let me use a, a good example here. Let's say we're thinking about uh, well, Doctor London, you said that your least favorite part of Game of Thrones was that sometimes the characters are t- inherently evil. Who would you say is the most evil character? Well, honestly, I didn't make it that far through, but uh, like like all the people... The character you found the most evil uh, uh, as you were reading it. Wh- whoever it was that, that chopped a head off in the first, I guess, book... Um, that chopped... Ill and pain. Well, that chopped a head off? Are you, are you talking about Ned Stark? 
Oh, in the first yes. in the first scene. Ah, you consider Ned, Ned Stark, Stark to be the like most evil villain of the series. That is that actually is a really interesting take. Yeah, yeah. he Yeah, cuz he Go ahead. He well he kept trying to be in control and he kept trying to control things and like everyone else is just trying to live their lives. So that's that was frustrating to me. Yeah, Ned Stark trying to like feed his family and stuff. I mean, he, I look, it's been a bit since I tried to read it, but I don't remember him feeding his family that much. It was mostly like politics and uh so, yeah, I guess that's true. Listen, I've been reading wolves. I've been reading that those books a page at a time, and I'll tell you, there's a mention of food on literally every page. Okay, and I, so, you know, sorry. Yeah, personally, I would say the most evil character in the series, also from the very first episode, is the old woman who is telling Bran like ghost stories while he's injured. Yeah, yeah. No, scaring kids is notoriously evil. That's absolutely true. And I, so, what I would do in my pro- book process what you have uh, done. is I would what I what I exactly exactly what I have done many times. But uh, say we're starting right now, okay. And I'm looking Who's at saying page, this? I'm looking at these scenarios. <laughs> okay, so this is a hypothetical scenario that I'm suggesting. Oh, okay, so I'm okay. saying it. I'm saying that in this scenario. Uh, uh, we're starting with just looking at this right here. And you're saying Ned Stark chopping the head off that guy was the most evil thing that could happen. So what we'll do is we'll just replace Ned Stark with something people like. Like, um... Bambi. Uh, seven-time NFL Super Bowl champion Tom Brady. Yeah. So we'll make Tom Brady okay. uh, be Ned Stark. So now now in the new in the new version of the book that... I'd, I'll customize a book for you. I'll write a version of the sixth book of Game of Thrones for you. Okay. Uh, uh, so your version would have Ned Stark as Tom Brady instead. Not doing all those evil things, just being good. I gotta, I gotta throw it out there. But if Tom Brady's in there, you have to get Papa John as well. They're contractually in everything together. That's a very good point. You can't have one without the other. So, I guess Papa John. Maybe, maybe Tom Brady's cutting the head off of Papa John. Well, that sounds great to me. Yes. Yeah, so Tom. What so about Tom Brady is now Papa Ned Stark John and is Pop- handling all mm-hmm. the feeding people thing? Because that was I had issue with that, obviously. So if if we separated yeah, well, those two jobs. So that's interesting because this is the first time that somebody has pitched somebody who's more unpopular than what happened in the books uh, to me. So so for me, I'm thinking Papa John, well, people don't like him. I don't want to include him. But pe- if you want him, then your version would have Papa John as a good guy. So I guess if you think Papa John's a good guy, London, well, Dr. London, then, then for sure in your version, we can have that. Well, it's kind of, you know, he's Papa John. He's like the patriarch of his society, not unlike mm-hmm. the character in these books and so it's not that i like him it's just that he has that charisma that mm-hmm. you know that the book you know if you take out the ned stark you might be lacking in that that charismatic figure that you love to hate Does what that if make okay, sense? that's a fair what point. if what if uh papa john is robert baratheon then king robert oh interesting so so London Ned becomes sort of the right hand man to his sort of old colleague, the king, Robert Baratheon. That king is now Papa John, who is the king of pizza. Mm-hmm. It's a perfect one to one. Okay. And if we're gonna if we're gonna expand this out logically, instead of the seven kingdoms, I guess it would be the seven like pizza chains. 
That's right. It would be the seven franchise locations, and and I think that that's and I think that that's a great improvement. So now we have a, a book series that's not about a bunch of evil people fighting over a throne when instead they should be paying attention to the the end of humanity that's coming in the form of White Walkers and Winter. Instead of that, we have seven different franchise Papa John locations fighting over who gets to determine the supply chain. Okay. Wow. Who, this yeah, is incredible. Yeah, that's the book that you that's the book that you wanted, Dr. London. Yeah, you're you're saying it to me as if this is bad news and like these are the consequences of my words, but you're describing mm-hmm. the the perfect book. Yeah, absolutely. I'm describing the perfect book for you and I, and and I hope I hope you enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, this is the great now, American novel. So, are the White mm-hmm. Walkers going to be I guess that they're all about the butter and garlic on the pizza now is that white walkers i would think maybe it would be a different industry that is trying to kill chain pizza mm-hmm. and that's exactly right and so in your version of the books i think the white walkers would be represented by mom and pop spaghetti stores mm. the evil mom and pop pizza places the the evil like local italian eateries who are trying to kill the noble chains. The immigrants who are just trying to make their way and share their family's secret recipes to make people, you know, happy and have a good meal. Those are the mm-hmm. ones that mm-hmm. are the, the folks, The folks who are just trying to serve up a spicy meatball every once in a while, you know? Yes. I, 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 those folks are coming. Uh, spicy meatballs are coming would be the new... Uh, uh, banner slogan for House Stark. That's a spicy meatball! Right. What was that one character who supposedly... Uh, I'm, I'm going off of... You know, I read part of the first book. That's as, fu- that's as much as I know. So, sure. um, I know that there's a character named Jon Snow who mm-hmm. died but then mm-hmm. didn't die. Yes. So, what mm-hmm. what is that mm-hmm. in this papa john oh you have an issue with that that's a bad thing you want to change i guess you're not into you know saviors of mankind who come back from the dead after three it sounds like jar jar here is only can i call you jar jar abrams um yeah yeah i'll try to remember to respond to that i might think you're referring to either the star wars character or the movie director but i will do my best to respond when you call me. so what jar jar abrams is saying here is that he's changing all the bad stuff that people didn't like into more popular versions. So is that something that you thought was bad, Dr. London? Which part didn't you like about it? Well, for one thing, I... And once again, most of what I knew was what I would said so far, was that someone, this character, who I barely knew from the first book, Uh he died and then he wasn't dead. Mm -hmm. So what I didn't like was hearing about it. Oh, that, like oh, okay. you didn't like the billboards okay. that said that had like a question mark of whether or not he was dead, which all, was pretty much spoiled that he wasn't. Well, that plus I also didn't like all my friends who called me up to say like, "Did you did you hear Jon Snow is dead?" And then they would also mm-hmm. call me up and say, "Did you know that Jon Snow is not dead?" Because that was like my my friend group. Yeah, you just didn't want you don't want to hear people talking about it and telling you about it. And I have a perfect solution. And so for this. definitively, so we, either way, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
I didn't like. So, so, so your copy of, uh, I believe it's a Feast for Crows where this occurs, would be would be a, a slightly different version. We would take out the, the part of the book where Jon Snow dies. We'll just take that those couple of pages out and replace them with very large earmuffs, which you can put on at that point because you'll say, oh, I got to this point. People are going to start talking about it. So you put on those headphones, those those earmuffs, excuse me, and just don't take them off until you think that enough time has passed that no one is going to be talking about this happening. Okay, and, you know, so- Actually, if you wanted to save on cost, maybe there could be a way to sort of extend the bridge of the book and then just make the book itself a pair of earmuffs. Oh. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. So yeah, think about it. You got an open book, and then if you were able to pull it kind of, kind of far apart, and then just place both sides of the book over your ears, you wouldn't be able to hear anything. I am liking this version because in this version, I wouldn't have to to read the book at all. I would just have some earmuffs for like when it gets cold and or which loud. Is- which is the only reason yeah, you're reading the book yeah. in the first place is you're hoping somewhere in there it's telling you where you can get a pair of earmuffs. Yeah, I th- I thought it was a whatever um one of those travel ma- one of those specialized item magazines like in the airplane. Mm. Yeah, of course. Take me you, back to those. Airplanes. You yeah, thought well, that about the book that that doesn't exist yet. Yeah, that was my understanding. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, then in the, I mean, if your least favorite part of the Game of Thrones books was the fact that you had to read then i think i mean there's a simple solution we just replace the words with uh on each page each word will be replaced by one tiny little screen that plays a movie of your choice oh, oh that's i thought you were gonna say audiobook for a second because because this what you just suggested is so much better yeah no because i'm getting the idea that what you don't like about game of thrones is all of it so for you the best version of it would be for you to watch something else yeah even if it was just like little gifts of like parts of other movies uh mm-hmm. you know i wouldn't need a whole movie for each screen necessary. you know what? you know I, i'm not gonna tell the writer how to write <laughs> obviously you know what you're doing hey listen my whole thing is taking what i what what's on the page and changing it to make people like it better without your input how could i do that exactly and you know i think i mean just just fill that bad boy with the gifts from adaptation with Nicolas Cage, and I think uh, mm. I think London will be very entertained by that. Is, are Nicolas Cage gifts your favorite kind of gifts, Doctor London? Uh, you know, I haven't read. I'm not as well read as you might think. So, uh, like outside of medicine, I don't I don't read that much, especially like fiction. So I haven't read adaptation with Nicolas Cage, but I have to assume that I would. Right. Well. Well, I mean, if that's your favorite type of gift, and it sounds like it is based on what you just said, then I think the right solution will be for me to pick a Nicolas Cage gift that summarizes each chapter and put that in the book instead of the chapter. And then you can just flip from gift to gift and get the sense of what happens. Okay. So so like the chapter that's uh, when all the wildings are attacking at, um, you know, where the, the night watch is. Castle Black. Mm-hmm, yeah, at Castle Black. Yeah, when, when when all the wildlings are attacking Castle Black, the gift would probably be that one of Nicolas Cage where he's uh, got a big shocked look on his face and he has his hands together on his cheeks. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't follow the first mm-hmm. part, but that, that gift sounds really good. You might turn, <laughs> mm-hmm. turn me into a real fiction reader. 
Yeah, I mean, hey, if all the words are gifts. If all the words are gifts, that makes for easy reading. Now, Cameron, I know, I mean, you said that your least favorite part of... I'm sorry, did you say what your least favorite part of the Game of Thrones books was? Well, I said the greatest villain was the old woman who was telling Bran scary stories. Right, right, of course, because... because Yeah, why would you want to scare children? It's a heinous crime. Children should be scaring adults, which is why my favorite character is Joffrey. Wow. Well, okay, okay. Well, if uh, if if the old woman scaring Bran at the beginning is is the most evil person in the world, and and the thing that you like most is uh, uh, kids scaring adults, then I think we'll just replace her with Dennis the Menace because Dennis the Menace can scare anyone of any wow. age. Wow, he is can really scare good. adults. He can scare kids. So now we'll have an we'll have Dennis the Menace. Trying to pull a prank on Bran while he's dead. Or almost dead, you know. You know what? I thought of something I really liked about the books. Book, I guess, mm. With in my case. Um, I liked that the horse was handicap accessible. I really liked that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Yeah, that I mean that was fantastic. I think we should make more things in the Game of Thrones universe yeah. handicap accessible. So, so well, I'm just saying, like, you can leave the, that specific part of the books... In my copy, you can leave the you're the saying handicap accessible horse. You're trying to say that you want Dennis the Menace's slingshot to be more handicap accessible. Is that what you're trying to get at? Well, I it was a little bit more about the horse, but now that you mention it, you know, I didn't, I don't remember seeing any, I, I don't remember reading about any handicapped characters being able to to use a slingshot. You're right. Yeah. 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 And I'm trying to remember if if the correct terminology now is differently abled or not. But uh, but certainly uh, certainly that wasn't a featured part of the book. Although of the books, although I will say uh, uh, there were some characters who um, you know had like there was the guy with no balls. So but but yeah. So I mean, if we want to if we want to make more things handicapped cap accessible or differently abled accessible, then what we either would, or yeah yeah. Yeah, it's just the one shot, really. Just the slingshot. Yeah, I think okay. that's the biggest thing. And then if we could also change, I thought the dire wolves were too scary. Oh sure. Yeah. Um, Can we make them just kittens instead? Absolutely. And then I mean, we might as well just extend that to the dragons as well because they're there were fire, which is ter- it's terrifying. Oh yeah, you never got to the dragons, huh? Well, um, there were so no, there if, were some eggs that would never hatch. That's what I knew about. Oh, you and you just thought they would make that into an omelet or something eventually. We could or, do that, or just a collector's egg. Like I've had those whatever fancy eggs, you know, that are made of whatever jewelry. I have a few of those. I so I get that Faberge eggs. eggs. You, yeah, you, you have own a, f- a bunch of Faberge eggs. You have a few. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really name them like you're, what you're doing, but yeah, I got a few of those. Uh, and so, so I get the whole idea of yes, you want to have a few just in case. Yeah, I, I think that makes sense. So we'll keep the eggs in, but then we won't have them hatch. We'll have them turn Faberge, and we'll, uh, and we'll, since there won't be any hatched dragons, then you won't get scared by the dragons. That sounds perfect. And then maybe Danny, um, can bring the eggs to like Pawn Stars. Yeah, I think to, I think like, what. I have watched that. 
Yeah, so so Danny will bring the eggs to Pawn Stars. That's perfect, and that that'll be in the place of the Dothraki. We'll just have Pawn Stars, and so uh, so Danny brings the eggs to Pawn Stars, and they say or um, Antiques Roadshow if you wanted more of a classy vibe. That's fine too. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, if you want more of a classy vibe, then you'll have it. We'll do Antiques Roadshow. Or those could be those could be the opposing factions. Is that something? Okay, so versus Pawn Stars. Yeah, so Antiques Roadshow is the old snobby kingdom, Mm -hmm. and Pawn Stars is Winterfell, where the Starks live, where they're a little more edgy, they're a little more honest, they're a little more. Which one is ruled by Papa John? Papa Papa John John rules the kingdom, the all of it, but he he lives in the Antiques Roadshow section. Well, so I want to push back a little bit on this Antiques Roadshow, uh, uh, and generally I don't push back, but but I do say, I do want to say if Danny is bringing them the eggs, then it's got to happen over in in the other oh, continent, you know? That's true. So uh, who were the people who, like, yeah, when I she w- freed all those slaves, what group of people did she do that from? That was the Miranese. So I think it would okay, make sense so- for them to be Antiques Roadshow because those people need to be freed. Uh, yeah, and, then, and so she'll get there, and then with the the money she makes from the eggs, she frees everyone. That's right, exactly, exactly. Which, wait, isn't that sort of what happens in the actual show? Now I can't remember. It's sort of what happens. She she's so in the in the book that I was reading, and and obviously I'm rewriting. Uh, uh, what happens is she trades a dragon, and then she says you can't you can't own a dragon, and the dragon burns everybody up. Uh, she she buys a whole she buys an army of slaves and then kills the slavers with the with the army. It's it's That's great. Right. Uh, that part I don't change in any of the books. No matter what people want, I don't change that part. Yeah. So in this instance, since there's no dragon, it's just she just trades them the egg and then they leave. Well, so she trades them the eggs for the army and then the army kills the slavers and she gets the eggs back and then she hatches them and makes a nice scrambled egg. No, excuse me. No, she keeps them as Fabergé eggs. Excuse me. I also f- find it um, kind of scary to see Danny like stand in fire. You know, mm, she can't mm-hmm. be burned. That I worry that that is going to encourage me to try the same thing. Well, and it has, and it has done, a lot. Ca- Cameron has s- stood in like if he when he walks into a house, he'll f- make just to make a beeline for the fireplace, and just usually it's not uh, so far it has not been lit when he gets there. So that's been the advantage for him. Yeah. Well, well, let me help you out. We will change that part. So instead of Danny being able to stand in fire, she'll be able to stand Guy Fieri. So Guy Fieri will just become one of her oh. advisors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that'll encourage you to go to Guy Fieri's restaurants more often, which I know you've always wanted to do. Yes. And so then that'll yeah. be like one of the prophecies. Um, Bucket list. Uh, is, is that, you know, instead of like the, the queen of dragons will be able to withstand fire. It'll be like the, the queen of the Fabergé eggs will be friends with Guy Fieri. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Um, now I do, this version of Guy Fieri will have to be chain friendly. He can't just like local places because local places are of course the white walkers. That's right. Well, he'll do a series called diners, drives and, and dives where he goes to visit the white walkers, but really it's a scouting mission. Uh, and he reports back to Danny so that Danny can help Papa John crush the mom and pop Italian restaurants. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So he's like a spy. He's like a double agent. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Double O guy Fieri. Wow, this is amazing. I mean, how much money do I have to give you to get a copy of this book? 
oh, this is free. I'm not allowed to profit <gasps> off of it because George R. R. Martin owns the rights, and I am, of course, George Jar Jar Martin. Okay, so you just do this for fun, essentially. Yeah, well, you know, I do, I do, I should admit, <laughs> I do sell ad space in the book. So there, there are going to be ads on every other page. You'll just be able to click through them. They're touchscreen they're okay. touch ads. It's like an iPad in there. You just click on it. You say, okay, I saw the ad. I'll turn the page now and keep reading. Or in your case, looking at pictures. Okay, so it's not a print ad. It's a... It's like a video. Yeah, it's a video ad. Um, uh, I do. I, I was able to negotiate having the volume off by default, not on by default, like on some of those sites. So, uh, you your your audio, you know, you won't get audio spikes when you when you listen to it. So the the, the experience of reading it is still pr- pretty pretty pleasurable. Okay, I, I feel like that I can get behind that. So I have one other thing that I really really need to change. Okay. Um, and that's the uh, different weather throughout the series. That sort of confuses me. I think weather should be consistent. Yeah. So maybe if everyone yeah. was in sort of a Los Angeles type of uh, like always able to go to the beach location. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a and great suggestion. And if they would we'll go just... to the beach a lot more often, maybe surfing or having sort of a party. You, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. So what we'll do... Now that's a book I want to read. Yeah, okay, great. Well, great. So what we'll do is we'll replace any time that there's a battle in the books, I'll replace that with a party at a beachfront resort in Malibu. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. And each party will have a different celebrity star. So each battle will still be unique and interesting in, in a way. It'll just be, oh, what celebrity is going to be at this beach oh, party? Oh, yes. That was one thing I hated about the show is that there was only a few celebrity cameos. Like when mm-hmm. I yeah. saw Ed Sheeran just pop up mm-hmm. out of nowhere, I was cheering. But then mm-hmm. there was like no Oh, one that's my dude Ed. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. That's what I was doing too. But I was like, where's Charlize Theron? Mm-hmm. Um, where's like Jack from Lost? He's not yeah. in it at mm-hmm. all. That was frustrating. Um, mm-hmm. People I don't forgot think about him from Lost. Was in it? Yeah. There were no Lost cameos, and that is something I will change from now on. All uh, all the captains in Vargo Hote's band will be people from Lost. That would be awesome. Yeah. I want especially. I want a really. I want a really prominent part for that couple from that episode where they weren't really featured ever else in the show and then they like got bit by a spider or and were buried yes. alive i think they should yeah. play like a huge part in this series i think that well i've got to be, be honest Danny and john snow that's that's a great idea that's what i was just gonna say i mean uh, we already have changed danny's behavior why not change her face to somebody who gets eaten by a spider and buried alive or whatever yeah on lost exactly. and the, you know the downside to this plot change is that we have those two characters apart for most of the series but it's the ultimate will they or won't they when we when we when you can look at it and say well they did on lost so they probably will yeah exactly wow well i think they just get buried alive on lost and they just die oh they never get I together i thought they got like... together first i don't i honestly don't remember but i i believe like the sh- episode ends with them, them buried dying. alive is what i recall wow Wow. Yeah. And so I think trying to giving those people a second shot to be Jon Snow and Danny would be really, really cool. I think that's a great idea. It is idea. what the people and I, want. And I think this part of the change to the books will be really relatable to everyone since it's so clear who we're talking about. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 
And you can just mention that in the book a lot. You can be like, you remember that episode? <laughs> I mean, it was like a mid-season, so probably like season three or something. You, all of this can just be in the book. Yeah, no, and it will, and it will. And I, I might even include just an extra iPad where you can play that episode of Lost before you yeah. read that section it of It sounds like, wow. like most of, at least my version, will just be an iPad. Yours will be a series of iPads bound together. Uh, leather. Uh, all of the my versions of the book are leather bound, uh, so you'll get that experience, but then you will just be turning iPads from gift to gift. And remember, they do, they do double mm-hmm. as earmuffs yes. as well. Essential. That's correct, yes. yes okay. Yes, yes. Well, um, okay. Well, I I hope, you know, I feel like I didn't get my question answered. I'm glad we got your question answered, but I do. What should I do about how my butt hurts? So I would say, you know, try exercising, do some cardio for like 30 minutes a day. That's a really good idea. You know, kind of get out there and do some exercise. And actually, you know, that applies to not just you, but also our listeners. Try to get out there, change up your routine, get some steps in, you know, like Cameron, I know you've you've said you've made a lot of progress. You now go to the uh, all the way to the fridge. You used to have just a rope and a a stick for that. Right, but now that I've got my rolly chair, I'm able to just sort of scoot over to the fridge anytime I want. Okay, yeah, great. so I guess steps was an exaggeration, but that that's still something. Okay. Um. All right. So we have, you know, Jar Jar. I hate to like to bring you into this, but we do have. Uh, we have chores to do. Yeah. Sorry, were you talking to me? Yes. Was that not? I'm sorry. Uh, what? Oh no! I just I thought you. I thought I thought you meant the Star, Star Wars game. What, what I, was yeah, that? I I, I'm not familiar. But um, yeah. So Jar Jar, uh, we have these chores um, that have kind of built up. Uh, Cameron, do you want to explain to him? I I don't like explaining the chores. Yeah, yeah. Um, so basically we have a ton of stuff to do on our to-do list that we've been mm-hmm. neglecting. And so we're trying to get it all done. And so we've built this fun chore wheel that we spend every week. And whatever chore it lands on, whatever task it lands on, we have to do it. So if it's the dishes, if it's vacuum the living room, if it's, you know, take out the kids mm-hmm. or whatever, you just have to do it. That's a good policy. And so, uh, Dr. London, yeah. do you want to, or actually, Jar Jar Abrams, do you want to give our the wheel a, a bit of a spin, the chore wheel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I thought for a second you meant J.J. Abrams. But yeah, I got, I got you. Yeah. All right. Oh, no. Okay. Well, oh boy. No, no, I guess this is kind of to be expected. I you know, some of these have been kind of oddly themed cuz we these are a year's worth of chores we've been putting up here, but uh you know, we haven't say we haven't swept up all the rubble from the explosion outside. We haven't taken care of any of this stuff. Right. Um so oh, so this sure. particular chore is from uh just well, you know, we we basically have a storage bin here, and uh, it's for the, for the podcast things that we've we've put into storage, and uh, you know we need to to go through our storage unit and maybe Jar Jar if you want to help us out with it that that'd be helpful for us. Uh, yeah, sure, absolutely. Um, should I just I just I just pick a thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. If you'd like yeah. to just pick something whoa, there. Whoa, whoa! What is all of this? This is. Whoa, you've got uh, 18 glass jars on a string? What could that possibly be for? Okay, yeah, um, 
So there was a time whenever we were trying to do an experiment where we would capture small people. And I said, Cameron told me that you can capture small people. Um, I don't mean. Oh, I'm, sure. No. Yeah. I mean, these, these jars are like 14 inches. So those yeah. have to be like, no, they were <laughs> small people. Yeah. We're talking like the yeah, borrowers. Like, I don't like elf. Yeah. T- uh, these things that I thought were maybe mythological, but the fact is that I haven't read all the books, you know, on these subjects. So this is sort of outside of science and medicine, as far as I'm aware. I don't know what creatures are out there. So we went hunting one time, and you know, looking back now, I see that it could have been inhumane to, you know, to capture and to to cage such creatures. But we did go out and try to capture some, but. Uh, we, you know, as you can see, we did capture some creatures. They just, I don't think that they were small. I guess people wasn't the right word. They were otherly creatures, but these ones, of course, are just like, that's, that's a raccoon. That's just kind of half stuffed in. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's, it's a small raccoon. One of the jars is just ants. Yeah. Well, and the, the raccoon, obviously it's, it's kind of stuffed in, but it's also not letting go because it, it does have its grip on something in there. And it's, yeah. It's, oh yeah. Um, yeah. I couldn't tell it. Yeah. I can see now it's still breathing. Yeah. And <laughs> Let go way, little guy. That's good. <laughs> that is good. Yeah. I'm this glad that we clean this full out. Of bones. <laughs> yeah. That um, one is full of bones. Um, so that, that's not from anything that died. Those were bones that we were trying to reanimate. Ah, gotcha. gotcha. So that makes it's sense. yeah, it's you know nothing to worry about with that. And we just didn't have. Normally, we try to keep every you know kind of keep everything within a category in these jars, but obviously, we just ran out of room in our reanimation chamber. So this is. This yeah, I mean, the jars. Like, the jars are really just general storage at this point. Maybe yeah. that wasn't the intention, but that's kind of what they are. That one has yeah. Legos in it, or Lego, yeah. which is supposed to be the plural. Is yeah. it really? And Apparently, an ego waffle <laughs> is in the next one. Yeah, um, and that—that that yeah. was me trying to keep like things together, but it's—it is rotting at this point. So I'm glad we're, that, I'm glad we're cleaning this out. And is that cheese manchego? Uh, you know, I'm is that not cheese much of a manchego? <laughs> manchego cheese? Is that manchego cheese in there? Next to the Lego and the Ego, is that Menchego? Oh yeah, 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 it is. I'm sorry, I was confused for a second. It's, I, I've tried making cheese before, and this was an attempt at making cheese. So I'm glad it's recognizable as cheese, because what I thought at the end was that it was not cheese. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't. It looks like something went wrong in the process of making cheese for sure. But I yeah. did, I did think like, oh, that could be. Manchego cheese. Well, you see that I can. I got mad at it, and there's a hammer in there where I was smashing it, and then gave up mm-hmm. on smashing it. And that's just one of those things. We all know that Manchego is a cheese made in the La Man- Manchana region of Spain from the milk mm-hmm. of sheep. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, and I knew that, and so that's why it's yeah. in the jar. Yeah, which right. you know, and that does bring us to the next jar, which is a sheep. Uh, well, like the the arm, I get or a leg, I guess, of a sheep. Um, just yeah, you got a whole sheep's it. leg into a fourteen inch jar. It's yeah, it is mostly hanging out, but wow. Yeah, 
that once again i'm glad that we are that we are cleaning this out because these well, creatures i mean that leg was free. that leg was just for luck yes like if a rabbit's foot gives you a little bit of luck how much is a sheep's leg gonna get you absolutely Probably quite I mean, a yeah. bit because we, I mean, notoriously, yeah, sheep's yeah. blood saved saved the Jews uh, uh, during uh, uh, the escape from Egypt. Obviously, famously in the in the in the That's Old right. Testament. So, I mean, if a sheep's blood can do that, what can a sheep's leg do? Exactly. Yeah. Probably quite. A, probably let me win the lottery, which is why I've been bringing it down to the gas station quite a bit. But which, I, I bet the angel of death has never come to your apartment. Uh, That's not. That, isn't entirely accurate, but I don't really want to go down that avenue. I do. I, I I understand why you kind of zoned in on those jars because your name is Jar Jar, and you see those two empty jars there, and you're wondering if you can keep them. And yes, you can keep those two jars. Although, thank okay, you so much. <laughs> I know you say, just just to address this. So Cameron has been taking that sheep's foot attached to a full sheep. On this string of jars, yeah, that also includes the uh, the waffle and the Lego and the you know the, the ants, the raccoon, the raccoon trying to escape. But yeah, what, what are you trying to get at, Doctor London? I don't know what you're saying. You you started telling us where you were taking those. I think you said to the bank, or was it was it to buy a lottery ticket? To buy a lottery ticket. That's oh okay. yeah. I take because I take the the sheep's leg to the yeah. lottery. Yeah, I guess what I was getting at right, was it's luck, it's, yeah. it's such a process. So when when Cameron says he's going to go to get a lottery ticket, you know that it's going to be a few hours worth of an endeavor because he has to. It's this whole string of these. He has to sort of build a frame around himself because he has to deconstruct it every time as well. It, it, it's just a lot. Um. Anyway, uh, should I? Um, should I go? I'll go ahead and get the next thing from storage. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and go. Yeah. Well, just really, really quick. That that last jar. That's just you. You poured a can of Faygo into that one, right? Yes. Yeah, that uh, well, is. Okay. Well, that's so. I could tell um, by the smell. I, you know, I. We don't have to talk about him. Maybe we can talk about him in another episode. But we did have um, our official podcast Juggalo, who used to be part of our staff, mm-hmm. but you know he left for various reasons. Creative differences. Creative yeah. differences. I could. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. Um. But you know, we'll 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 get into that at a different time. Okay. Yeah. We love the juggalos. Uh, we know a huge chunk of our fan base are juggalos, and there's no offense. Danny the juggalo left on his own accord, and we don't have to talk about it. I've actually rewritten a ton of uh, of different Game of Thrones novels for for various jugglers, and they all of them oh, perfect wanted very nice versions of the book. Wow, that's awesome. Were they like throwing cans at Tila Tequila? Yeah, most of it had to do with every single one of them replaced the scene of Cersei walking through uh, the the city naked with Tila Tequila walking through the scene getting beer cans thrown at her. Yeah. Yeah, uh, can, can, Fago, Fago cans. Excuse me. Yeah, mm-hmm. every single one. Now, Doctor London, amazing. are you gonna jump in there? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. So I'm it, I, like I was quiet for a second because I'm kind of staring into this. It is a skull for a soliloquy, and I've been meaning to do a soliloquy, but I've also been putting it off because it's. Um, I I like to converse so much, but sometimes you do have to just pick up your skull and talk to the the, the camera or the audience, and you start t- 
to to go on and on about something and it's I don't just know what me. you're saying. Yeah, so so it's 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 a human skull okay. which um there is also a story of how we obtained that because we uh we've had once again we have had disgruntled staff before. We've everything's fine now. Everything's fine. That explains the writing on the back where it just says this could be you. Yeah. And we don't leave that we don't leave it out um in the entrance area anymore. We don't we don't put it in front of the, the new yeah. interns. Mm-hmm. We don't do any of that. That's that that was we had management before that maybe wasn't uh we we got we got we got HR involved anyway. Um all I, I have think to what's say important is, is that our 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 employees are happy and they are healthy and they get an adequate amount of sunlight each day. Yes. Oh, yes. Absolutely. That's, I mean, that's, that's vital. That's all of my interns that come to the cabin to help me write. Uh, uh, absolutely. I make sure that they get outside as well. I say, get out, I'm working. Okay. Yeah, it's great. And that, um, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and I don't know I guess I'll I will just kind of keep this out now because I have noticed some slacking. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep the skull around actually. Okay, Cameron, do you want to go see if you can dig anything else out of there? Uh, yeah, actually, I I it, this has kind of been in here for a long time, and you've kind of refused to deal with it. But Dr. Lennon, it's your it's your keepsakes, it's your childhood keepsakes. Do you want to maybe dig through this and finally throw some of this stuff out? Um, I, I mean, like right here, you've got, I mean, it's a beautiful trophy. Yeah. But well, I mean, Dr. London, what do you want to read what the trophy's for? Yeah. So, um, it's for the, the most sissy haircut. Yeah. So, so I used to have a particular hairstyle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't think that it's appropriate to use that like that kind of terminology sounds kind of mean and whatever. Uh, ba- but basically, Oh, it wasn't just a sissy spot check haircut. Yeah. So I'm look, we all go through these phases. We try out different looks. You know, I used to have spiked hair. Uh, but yes, I, I did end up adopting this certain hairstyle and, um, I didn't know it, but I have been entered into a contest without my knowledge and I won, and with that, I did won a fifty thousand dollar prize along with that trophy for that haircut. Yeah. So, um, that which turned out to be the cost to change the haircut because people wanted it to stay the way it was, which is also it, it was just it was a very odd situation. Um, but the barber did it was more of a bribe i guess mm-hmm. but the barber was willing to because it was a national treasure is what the haircut was considered by the end your your alfalfa from the little rascals hair which you kept referring to as your sissy spot check haircut <laughs> you know of course the actress from carrie uh but nobody understood what you meant by that yeah so and it's once again these but basically what I'm happy to have is that out of my life and I can see why I put it in the storage mm-hmm. and, um, you know, it, it was a weird thing to, to be given 50 grand and then to, to find out that to, 
to part or to have it, you would have to also have the haircut forever. So, which was of course a combination of the sissy spacek sort of uh, her carry hair, which was sort of just like flat against her head, and then the alfalfa hair, which was also flat against his head, but had like a just one huge hair sticking up. Yeah, so it really it kind of looked like just like normal girl hair, but then also alfalfa hair on top. Yep. And so, because there's a picture of it that we can look at. Oh, right there here, it is. And you look scared. Yes. And it, it does have a framed picture of the two haircuts well, side by side to compare. Well, and and it's also a picture of the man handing you the trophy, and you look terrified, like he just startled you. Yeah. This, one, oh, this yeah. might be one of the reasons you won this contest, Dr. London. Yeah. I mean, can we go through this? Like, you've got your report cards, but they're all C's. Yeah, well, because the the teachers kept saying like I see it, and I I high fived them and uh huh, walked off. Yeah. Okay, this is a pen, and you it it just has SpongeBob on it. But okay, yeah, you actually drew could... SpongeBob on it, so it's not even a SpongeBob say, pen. It, it just looks, looks pretty. Can I have that? Can I have it's that? That's actually good... private. That's really private. Oh. I... This is just a plane. This is a paper mate pen that you scribbled you, a very small it's a SpongeBob please, on. Please, can you please and this is in your keepsake. That's private. That's very private. Can okay. You, can you, yeah, you can just hand that you over? Can, you can take that? Yeah. Yeah, that's mine. And you. then you have a Caprizi salad. And this, that salad, this, it looks terrible. It has not aged well at all. They usually don't. Yeah, I would say salads last like a couple hours. How long Maximum. has this been in here? Um, okay. No, no, I can. I, okay, so I was, I wasn't an undergrad yet. No, I, this was high school. Um, oh, this was another trophy. Uh, so oh. yeah, because and you can guess, like obviously, it was because I was the best dieter, and it's not that I chose a good diet, but it was that I. Like I was able to stick with the diet, so for me, I said like all American diet. That's what I was going for, um, and so you had to you had to stick with it for a full year, and no who one gave, else could who, pull it off. Who who runs these awards? This one was different from the the other one. It was uh, I believe it was a uh, Czechoslovakian campaign or something. It, it was, right. The other one was but who, the haircut was weird. This one uh, there was a dietitian. Um, in, let's see, where was that? It was another foreign country. Uh-huh. I, I don't know how these people will find me, but mm. we, uh, I know they know. have a lot of dietitians in Slovenia. Well, it was a sponsored thing because it was the whole class was doing it, but like other people in the class were doing like, you know, like a vegan diet, whatever, um, keto. And so they, everyone else picked their diet and I picked the, the all American diet and it, like I was just the only one who could keep up with it, essentially. Wow, and and the all American diet. I just I, I just looked it up. That's you just had bacon in every meal. Yeah, uh, well, exclusively yes, bacon in every meal. So, um, you know, and I you know I had to recover from some of the, the uh, metabolic deficiencies that resulted from it, but different vitamin deficiencies. I 
All right, well, ended up in the hospital. A okay, few okay, times. okay, okay. Doctor London, I don't care. It stinks like hell. It stinks terribly. I'm gonna throw this away. Okay. No, hey, no. Hey, Doctor London, I don't mean to be rude, but it sounds like a dietitian gave you a salad after watching you eat like that for a year. Yeah. The dietitian didn't give you an award. He said you should be eating a salad. Like looking back. Looking back, there's no way that could be it. You're absolutely right. You're you're absolutely right. I was I don't know what I was thinking. No, and I you know I want to, I I just don't want to um take away the credit from that, that uh, dietitian from, from whichever, maybe they just had an accent. Anyway, um, that I feel like that we're about done with the chores, right? Yeah, I think so. We can yeah. just let's go ahead and seal up the old shed. Yep, the old storage. So put and... that in the uh, the quick seal bag and get the vacuum, okay? And to to be destroyed, okay. All right. Well, um, that was great. Uh, I feel like we all learned a lot today. Let's yeah, I see. might exercise. Yes, and which would be so much more than than many of our guests take away from this podcast. So I'm I'm so glad to hear that. Uh, Let's see. Well, Jar Jar, is there any way for listeners to keep up with you after this? Absolutely. You know, I personally don't use any kind of social media or anything, but I do have a publicist. Uh, My publicist is at Ezra Parter on Instagram, at Ezra Parter on uh, Twitter. And uh, he produces, also publicizes a show uh, called Apocalypse Tips with Lester Pips that's every Thursday at 8 p.m. Pacific on twitch.tv slash pack theater or in a podcast form the next day follow at lester pips wherever for info on that it's a fun show they've there's these two guys who, who were on uh pretty recently that like kind of reminded me of you guys it sounds like you're also he's your publicist but you're also his publicist yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you guys exchange so, sort of promotional duties so the way it works is i i am con- legally contractually obligated to promote his work on appearances mm-hmm. he books for me so he booked me with you by telling me to okay. call you by telling me to call you uh and uh and that, he wants yeah. the name drop okay yeah, exactly okay well yeah it sounds great um, he also told me so not to sound old by the end of the episode he said start out sounding old and then completely forget and drop it he told me to do that. yeah no and that's well that's 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 right how to get in yeah that's podcasting and uh, so let's see, that's a podcast. I feel like we, we had another guest who had the same publicist and there was something about a Twitch stream as well. That's right, yeah, twitch.tv slash pack theater. Okay, all right, and um, let's see. Well, so thank you so much to George Jar Jar Martin for being on and you know for helping us rewrite these books to kind of fit, uh, fit particular taste. Thank, thank you for having me. I'll send you your leather-bound iPads very soon. Thank you, yeah. And uh, thank you to our producer, Cameron, of course. Thank you to Digital in the House. Hi, hi, I'm George Jar Jar Martin. Pleasure to be here. I gotta say, that was the most glowing introduction I've ever had. I've been living a very sedentary life, and I'm wondering, you know, do you have any advice for somebody whose butt hurts? Googling butt hurt syndrome and it kept telling me that I was emotionally unstable and I just don't think that's 
the problem. I don't think it's an emotional issue that makes my butt hurt. That makes my butt hurt. That makes my butt hurt. My name is Dr. Lennon Smith, and this has been the Jock Doc Podcast. See ya. Here's a little taste of the Jock Doc Podcast Patreon. Have a listen. This is about how medicine in general is kind of a sham. And I'm tired of talking about it. And I never want to hear about a Band-Aid again. I never want to hear about a stitch again. And every time you hear that someone's in stitches from laughing so hard, you have a problem with that. Yeah, I just don't want to hear the word. Like you know how mm-hmm. people are it's one of those... people are you are like, ew, I hate when people say moist. So Lilo and Stitch. Oh that was bleh, tough for bleh. you. Yeah, that was really yeah. tough for me. Thankfully, they don't say stitch as much in the movie as you think. And the all of the like direct to video sequels that I watch. Yeah. Um, so but yeah, that was watching all when, of those. And when you say all of the direct-to-video sequels you watch, you've you've had some black market ones that that I paid to produce, yeah, yeah. Which you know, when you say they don't say Stitch's name that much, that, that is because they changed the name, right? In for legal reasons. In 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 my version is what you're talking about. The stuff that I've produced. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I mean, we call him. We I mean, we call him Philip. Yeah. One thing that's been odd about it is it's half and half with live action versus animation in your productions of this. Yeah, like um, a like a um, Roger Rabbit or mm-hmm. like well, uh, I mean, the, the Brad Pitt one, like Cool Town, yeah, but, Cool World. I mean, some of them will be you know one on top of the other, but I mean, like sometimes it's a live action, and then between scenes it'll switch to. Philip is no longer an animated character. He's a real live action person. And like Yeah, he's played by Chevy Chase. Yeah. Which was that expensive to do? Because uh, because I know you didn't get the real Chevy Chase, but you got the CGI. But Oh, to get the CGI like, rights? Yeah, that yeah. was ex- well, that was extremely expensive. Well, and to get the CGI production going, because that's you know, cause because once again, that wasn't the the animated version is one thing, but then to get the CGI conjured version yeah. of him. And I, I guess I also thought it was odd that you went for current Chevy Chase. You didn't go for like, I him don't at be harsh, but 33, which is what the age he's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's him. Great. You know, gray hair balding and, considerably more racist yeah um well the ending of the movie is that the cg chevy chase gets a record deal but that's just because every movie these days you have to have like a tiktok song to attach to it for people to dance to yes the cg chevy chase gets a record deal and his album goes platinum and his album goes platinum is out, 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 is
Nope.